Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Capsule Production Podcast. In today's episode, we got something very unique for you guys. We're going to be talking about our current APPE experiences and sort of letting you know what we experienced in our past rotations to this point. Uh, it's going to be me today, and it's also going to be one of our best hosts, Joven Lazo. <laughs> Thanks, Sean. I, I appreciate the, the flattering compliment. If I was paying you, you would definitely get a raise. Um, but yeah. Um, so yeah, basically today. Hmm? Oh, I can start paying you. Yeah. <laughs> I would love to, bro. I would love to. So basically, uh, the difference between Sean and I right now is that because of COVID, he wasn't able to complete his first rotation. So I've actually completed two compared to one that he's completed. So my first one was public. So I did a community rotation at Publix in Baldwin Park, and I had a phenomenal time. I honestly did. It, I never thought community would be for me, so I'm kind of glad I experienced this specific store, and I realized that maybe I didn't have the best experience on my hippie, and that's not to say anything to do with the pharmacist or even the, the customers or patients, however you want to describe them, but I, I think it was just that place was a lot busier than the place I was at. So I think being in a more calm store was better for me. Some people like that super hustle and bustle. For example, some people love living in New York because it's a hustle and bustle type city. Like that's not for me. That environment's not for me. So I definitely enjoyed the more quiet store. Um, I was able to learn a lot. Uh, we had two different pharmacists there. So I was able to pick both of their brains, learn different things about the law, Florida law when it comes to prescriptions. And then also just a lot of over-the-counter treatment, which um, if you've been in the UF curriculum, you kind of know that's more of a first-year focus. So some of the things you kind of forget, it was nice to get that refresher and to, even though COVID is ha was happening and stuff like that, still able to gain some experience with the patients and be able to talk to them. And, you know, I, I kind of found one of my struggles is using patient-friendly language at times. So definitely was able to kind of improve that and work on that a little bit. But I had an amazing time. I, I think my schedule was from like nine to five or nine to six, but it was, it was a lot of fun and time flew by. So that's a good thing. Always a good thing when you're on rotation. Nice, nice. Yeah, I'm glad you got another uh, different retail experience because like you said, you didn't really um, like your first community experience uh, too much. But um, yeah. so I guess... Was it just like the busyness of it that was different or is it like the different company or what do you, what do you think was the big factor for it being a different experience? It was. Yeah, that, that's a good point that you brought up. It was a different company. So I was at a CVS and this time I was at a Publix and that CVS was one of the busiest CVSs in Central Florida. So we were doing a lot of prescriptions a day and I felt like I never had time to take a breath. You know, it's just anybody that knows me is all about you know, working hard and also playing hard and enjoying, you know, enjoying your time, making sure you have time to eat. Sometimes you don't even have time to go to lunch, you know, and it's like, I don't feel that's right for me. Some people can do that, but I don't want that type of lifestyle for me. I want to be able to take a pause, be able to eat, um, relax for 30 minutes and come back in and, and keep going and working hard. And it was a different amount of, different amount of um, patience as far as like prescriptions we had to put out and then also just the patients were a lot different as well so um if you don't know Baldwin Park is a bit more of an exclusive uh, community so it was a lot of uh patients that were older and just very very friendly <laughs> they were very happy to to be there and to see you so 
it wasn't as much I felt um it wasn't they weren't very argumentative or difficult to deal with they were very understanding of everything that was going on I think another big plus is that we didn't have a drive-through so that really lowers the the amount of hustle and bustle that's going on so if you've ever worked at a community pharmacy that has a drive-through and one that doesn't you'll notice a very big difference. So I think that was another key thing that, that differed between both sites. Yeah, that, that definitely spoils you not having a drive-through. Like the CVS I work at, yeah. we don't have a drive-through. So it's one of the CVSs that doesn't have a drive-through. So that's pretty amazing. And yeah, definitely spoils you. But yeah, I didn't know you were at one yeah. of the busier CVSs because I, like, I feel like that is a very difficult experience to be like a student and just stepping into that environment so I can definitely yeah. see how it's it's easier to have a, a slower store if you're doing your first community experience or things like that. and yeah and and another thing is that I've never worked in communities so that was like you said my first experience and that was like an eye-opener like well I, I don't think I could do this because it was just so much being thrown at me of course towards the end of it I felt I was capable but once again, that's like my first time being in a pharmacy experience that wasn't research-based. So it was a complete different animal for me. And I just didn't feel well-equipped for it just because I haven't experienced it. But after like my, I think my last week there, I felt pretty comfortable. But definitely, I think just overall, I would like to be in a in a smaller store than being at a super busy, super hectic store. And everybody has their has their own um, perks and stuff like that. Because some days we would get kind of bored. Like our last, the last two hours of my shift, um, we get kind of bored because it just wasn't that busy of a day. But at the other place, at um, when I was at CVS, I could literally say I would look up once at the clock, and it'd be, I think it was also like nine to four, nine to five. So it's like I would look up at the clock, it'd be like twelve, and then I look at the clock again, and it's time for me to leave. Like, like you were never taking breaks. You were just, as soon as you clock in, as soon as you go in, you're just working until you stop. So it's just like, some people love that and um, others don't. So it's really just a person preference, really. Yeah, thank you for that. Yeah, I, I really like how you stress, like there's pros and cons to both. It really just depends what kind of person you are. And then maybe, um, I mean, mm -hmm. I guess like, as you get more experience, the, the, the busier stores will become easier. And I know, like, I guess, like, if that was your first experience, it yeah. probably felt like a really uh, sink or swim scenario, but I'm glad it worked yeah. out. I felt so dumb. <laughs> I felt so dumb, like, my first two weeks. I just didn't know how to do every, anything. And then, like, the techs are just looking at you for help. And it's like, uh, I just felt so useless and dumb. So I think that might have <laughs> also played a part in it. But like I said, towards the end, I kind of started enjoying it because I knew what I was doing. But uh, definitely being at a, at a slower store, I could see myself doing community if I was at a slower store for sure. But um, just to recap, so it's Publix at Baldwin Park. Uh, I definitely recommend you rank it for anybody that's um, up and coming that has to rank rotations. I had a lot of fun there. Um, and I know one of, one of our colleagues just completed their rotation there and she told me she really enjoyed it as well. So I know that that's just a good site. It wasn't just me, she also felt the same way. So I highly recommend um, everybody go and rank that one. If you're interested in doing community with Publix, definitely rank the one at Baldwin Park. All righty. Uh, did you want to go ahead and talk about, I guess, the rotation you just completed then? Yeah, we can, we can get into that. So for myself, I'm like, I'm losing my train of thought. Oh, Amcare. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wait, what did I just do? I was about to say critical care, but that was you. Um, so <laughs> AM, AMCARE, yeah, yeah, 
uh, it's been a long day, guys. But uh, we still got a pod to make sure you guys you guys get the content. So as far as my last rotation, so that was Amcare. Just finished it. Just finished it about a week ago. So that one's a little bit more fresh. I was at Advent Health Celebration. So I'm also doing my block there. So um, right now I am in general med, and then I have hospital practice coming up. So you'll you'll hear our recaps on our other rotations um, coming up. But back to ambulatory care. So I'm at Advent Health Celebration. I did not think I would like Amcare going in, and I absolutely loved it. That was definitely a game changer. Uh, the thing, though, about ambulatory care is that there's different types of clinics. So the one that I was at was a Coumadin clinic. So I know there's also heart failure clinics that are within the Orlando area, and there's also diabetes and stuff like that. So there's different ones. So if you're interested in ambulatory care, I definitely recommend you try to find out what that ambulatory care rotation is specific for. But the one I was at is a Coumadin clinic. So me, I'm not crazy about warfarin or Coumadin, um, so I didn't necessarily rank it for that, but it was it was just a great experience, honestly. All the pharmacists, the tech, the residents, like everybody there was a lot of fun and a joy to be around. It was an environment like no other. Um, it was definitely filled with fun people. The, the best way for me to put it, I feel like, is I felt like I was being... I was surrounded by uh, different characters and it was kind of like the office type of feel. Like we would have fun, but we would also be serious. And so it was a lot of fun being there and a lot of jokes were made. So we had a great time and we worked hard and basically your schedule would be probably you'll have two days of Coumadin clinic. So that's, you'll just be really doing point of care testing, testing patients, INRs, and then writing soap notes based off that and kind of coming up with the plan as well. So when you, um, test their INR, you report the value to the patient, and then you'll meet with your preceptor for the day, which could change. It's not going to always be the preceptor that's listed. So um, whichever pharmacist is your preceptor for that day, you'll be with them, and then you kind of go over them and kind of give them a plan. So, you know, just a quick presentation, of quick workup of the patient, and also just give them some, um, your recommendations for as far as whether to Decrease the dose, increase the dose, keep it the same, maybe hold it in some extreme cases, and et cetera, et cetera. So that would be about two days out of the week I would do that. Another day I would do MTM. So that was that was also kind of cool. I was also able to do that at public, so that was kind of fun. So medication therapy management I was able to do, but this one's a bit different because um, when you did it at Publix, you were doing it because the patients filled at Publix. So you knew exactly what their meds were, but it's a bit different when you're doing that at an Amcare clinic because it's really whoever is under that collaborative practice agreement you have. So some of them may not be getting their medications at the outpatient hospital um, pharmacy. So you kind of have to call the patient, kind of really figure out what medications they're taking so you won't have that exact list in front of you. So um, that's just a, a bit of a different uh, challenge when dealing with that. But you'll spend one day doing MTM and another day... What else did I do? Oh, and then, so that's three days out of the week. So two days you'll do um, anti-coag, and then one day you'll do MTM, and then the other two days I did transitions of care. So mainly patients that were discharged um, after cabbage or some patients that have been discharged uh, um, who had COVID and stuff like that. So we would just meet with the COVID patients virtually, 
and with the cabbage patients, usually they would come in, but sometimes that'd also be virtually. And you would kind of just uh, interview them. You'd work them up, go over them with your preceptor. Then you go and do the patient interview. Um, I was fortunate enough to have a pre preceptors that were willing to have me kind of lead the med rec. So I was able to be super involved with the med rec process and even be able to counsel on the administration of insulin um, with a patient that was going to be newly, um, that was newly prescribed insulin. So also you'll be able to do like that patient-friendly counseling tips. And once again, I felt like that was something that was very beneficial for me because being at Publix, I kind of realized that I used too many uh, medical terms, medical jargon versus using patient-friendly language. So being there definitely helped me improve that. And it was a lot of fun interacting and talking with the patients and uh, just getting to know them. And and that's one thing I found really, really cool about the Kumanin Clinic is that these patients are going to keep coming. You know, they have to keep getting tested, whether it's once a week, twice a week, three, four, however many times they're coming, they're going to come again. And I'm going to see them again. And I've built some great relationships with a couple patients. Um, and, you know, they come from all walks of life. And I think that's super interesting. That could also be because we're in Orlando <laughs> and near Disney. So it's like some of our patients are from all over the world or or even all over um, all over the country and also all over the world. So I found that super interesting and um, just learn different things from people whenever you're speaking with them. But it, once again, it was just a lot of fun. Uh, I think your schedule is basically 7.30 to 4 most days of the week, except on on Thursdays, I believe it was 7.30 to 5. That probably will be your schedule. And they also have a diabetes clinic there, but that's mainly for the PGY2 residents. So I wasn't able to be really involved with that, but luckily my preceptor um, was willing to let me shadow a couple of days and be involved with that. But that wasn't something that was within my normal schedule. That was just something uh, my preceptor was willing to go out of the way to to do for me. So shout out to her um, for doing that. Gosh, I'm so shocked you didn't think you'd like ambulatory care. Like just like knowing you. <laughs> Joe would be a good ambulatory care pharmacist. I want him to be my am care pharmacist. Like that's that's. that's you think so? Like I, I feel like I'm not. See, here's the thing. Here's the thing about me that people don't realize, and uh, we're being super transparent. So I'm gonna act like we don't have thousands of listeners right now. It's just me and you, Sean. So the the thing hey, about buddy, me is. Headphones. <laughs> yeah. So the thing about me is that. I'm very, people don't realize this, but I'm very like quiet and shy at first because I don't know, I don't know you or I don't know people. So I kind of keep to myself. I'm not very bubbly and outgoing until I've built a rapport. So like, even like you and I, I feel like we became friends in our second year of school, you know, like I knew of you first year, but we didn't really talk or communicate. That's just kind of the way I am. So I feel like Amcare, I guess I thought it wouldn't have been for me because I didn't feel I would be as personable or as willing to talk to the patients, um, like off, the, like in the beginning. But I think because some of these patients you're seeing weekly, some of them you're seeing every two weeks, it's like you kind of just build a rapport quickly, <laughs> whether you like it or not. And it's just like, so I guess in my mind, I kind of thought about it wrong. And it might also depend on the type of patients you have. Because as far as like maybe if it's a heart failure clinic that your AM care is, I don't know how often I would see the patients, you know. Um, as well as diabetes, depending on how often you see it. But being in the Coumadin, you're seeing them a lot more often than in certain other Amcare clinics. But that kind of gives me, that kind of forces me to be outgoing and open. But 
I don't really look at myself as outgoing in the beginning. So that's why I felt ambulatory care wouldn't be for me. But yeah, that's my spiel. No, I like that. I like that. No, I, I, I can definitely see that, like sort of like getting to know someone and then progressively over time, you sort of like crack the shell. Yeah. Open up more. I like that. Mm-hmm. But I'm, I'm glad you said that. So I'll add that to my long list of career options. <laughs> ever growing list. Down. Yeah, yeah, my ever growing list. But um, yes, do you have any uh, other questions about the, that AmCare rotation? Um, okay, so I think, I mean, hmm. Okay, so maybe so someone who's listening that's about to start a rotation like this, what, what sort of mindset did you have going into it? Because I know for a lot of people, they're like, oh my gosh, it's going to be like a lot more, maybe like one-on-one with appointments. Yeah. I know it's kind of different because of COVID, but like what mindset did you have? Yeah. Um, that is a great question. And I think, I think since Publix really opened my mind, because I was expecting Publix to be horrible, because my first community at CVS was not the best. So I was just expecting it to be more of the same, but I really loved it at Publix. So I was, I had an open mind and I was like, you know what? I'm going to love my time at Celebration. So I felt going into the AmCare clinic, I'm going to love it, even if I'm not that interested in Coumadin. Like I, if I were to do AmCare, I don't think I would do Coumadin. I don't know. You know, we'll see what the future holds, but I could definitely see myself doing diabetes, but probably not Coumadin. But just having an open mind, I just had a really open really really open mind that it was just gonna be awesome i'm gonna make the most of it and then it also helps to know someone going in so one of the the residents there was uh you know one of our one of our was one of the student leaders on our campus when we were first year students so i don't know if she wants me to name drop should i name drop uh i don't know i don't know if we have to get permission i don't know how this works no, I don't think we need permission eh, to say her name. Why not? Why not? Shout out. <laughs> it's a person. Uh, yeah, so shout out to Maddie. So I was with, um, I spent some time with Maddie and Maddie was there. So that kind of really helped me be open. And Maddie was kind of my guiding light, if you want to say, or my guardian angel. So she was kind of looking out for me, educating me on things, um, telling me what to study, what to prep for. Like, hey, there's going to be questions coming up about this. Make sure you're going over these things. So I think having her there as well um, was very, made it a easy transition going in, a very easy transition for me to start it. So I just had a super open mind. So that's what I would say. Have an open mind. The people there are great. Like I said, the pharmacists and the tech, um, they're all amazing people. The residents as well, I, awesome, awesome residents. So it's, it's a great place to be. And you mentioned something earlier um, that just triggered something in my in my brain now is that, and this is something that we talked about off off air, which was confidence. Like Publix kind of helped me build confidence and making recommendations when talking to my preceptor and talking to the patient. So when I was able to go to my AmCare clinic, I had a lot of confidence talking to the pharmacist. So I think that community rotation really helped me, like empowered me. So I was very very thankful for Publix for the pharmacist there for empowering me. And then going forward, I, I felt a lot more confident going into my AmCare rotation. So I think ha- I had a super open mind. And I felt I was a lot more confident going in just after the way I was prepared at Publix. I like that. So sum it up, confidence and keep an open mind. And also, we yeah. do name drop on this pod, so please be nice to us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, please, please always be nice to us. If uh, you happen to hear and we name drop you and you didn't want to be name dropped, uh, I apologize in advance. I love you. We only name drop positive. Any, so yeah, yeah, we're only name dropping positive, positive things, positive people. So um, once again, thank you, Maddie, for, for everything. It's super, super, super thankful that you were there. And what about you, Sean? I know, I know you had Crick hair. How was that? Yeah, so um, my story is a little different. I've only had one rotation. <laughs> um, due to COVID, I actually had the first six weeks off. So Jovan likes to call this my uh, podcast rotation. Um, but I actually yeah. just had a six-week, uh, I guess, like a staycation where I just uh, enjoyed my time off. But yeah, so my first rotation. So my first rotation was ICU. And I was really nervous for this rotation. Because, yeah, I was super nervous because <laughs> uh, it's one, I guess, it's pretty much one of the harder rotations you can have. And it was my first rotation just after having six weeks off. So I was already feeling pretty rusty and I was super nervous. Like, I think, yeah, mm. I, no way to hide it. I was nervous. But so I had my ICU critical care rotation at Advent Health Apopka. So let me just, I'll just briefly go over like sort of like my day to day. Um, so what happened, I would basically, I would get there around 6.30 or 7. I would do my pre-rounding of all the patients in the ICU, sort of go over um, what medications they were on, what interventions that I currently had. And then we would go to up to rounds at nine o'clock. And then at nine o'clock, it was super awesome because I got to experience this interprofessional rounding where it was uh -huh. pharmacist uh me all the nurses for every single patient which was super cool um the provider for the day and then also we had like infectious disease that was there which was super cool because they were like really in depth oh, wow. different lines or the antibiotics uh -huh. so that was pretty interesting to see respiratory was there because due to covid and a lot of um acute uh, respiratory failure and things like that they're present so that was super cool to see and then yeah so basically we would all round the patients make recommendations and then after that I would sort of go back and um, sit with my preceptor we'd go over like any questions that I had which was really awesome because I always had a lot of questions there's a thousand different disease states or abbreviations that they use that I wasn't sure um, oh yeah oh yeah yeah, yeah I bet new language but you, you pick on pretty you pick up pretty quickly so that was that and then I would go back and to the pharmacy and I would sort of work on any um, renal dosing that they had for floors or I, um, IV to PO changes that needed to be done I would work on consults and then I would also be tracking I would help track like the COVID patients to see what medication regimens they were on see if they're appropriate and then I was working on like a medication use evaluation, like sort of like data, data gathering project as well. So that was pretty interesting. But I think the biggest thing that I learned on this rotation was sort of, so my preceptor, so yeah, just comes out of the preceptor. I would say my preceptor was pretty tough as in like, they made me do a lot of work. So I did um, about two topic discussions a week and I did have- I was like, about to ask you that. Like how yeah. challenging was it? But yeah. Yeah. So I mean, I mean, it's intensive care unit, like I see care, so it's gonna be intensive. But 
the work was definitely a lot. So I did a lot of topic discussions, like around two a week. Um, I did have one journal club, one patient case that I did, but I also did take on the MUE. So I was kind of like, um, like the medication use evaluation. So I was adding kind of work yeah. to me. I wanted to get a full experience and contribute. But I will say, so it was a tough rotation, but my preceptor was amazing. Like I'm talking, she went about things in such a positive way where I never felt dumb. Like <laughs> that, that kind of like, she always sort yeah. of in a way where it was very individualized and she always gave me constructive feedback that I felt was genuine. Like it wasn't like your basic, like, constructive criticism where you feel like it's just so superficial and doesn't really mean anything like she actually gave me feedback that I really built upon and after my like sort of like my last week I was making a lot more recommendations I was speaking up during rounds and it really helped me a lot so I would definitely say it made me realize how important a good preceptor is because I didn't sort of realize how I mean you, you realize how amazing they are but you don't realize the impact it has till sort of like your last couple yeah. of and start getting comfortable and then I just I, I love the hospital there like it was very um it just felt like a very like community oriented with like everybody in the pharmacy so it's definitely a great place to work I felt like um yeah it was a great rotation definitely miss everybody um definitely learned a lot so that's kind of my experience that I had I bet I bet so a couple questions I have one you said you would usually show up around like 6 30 or 7 so what time what was your schedule time to be there uh, yeah so i had to be in at 7 30 so i would show up like in, like probably like 45 minutes to an hour early okay and then all right so definitely so this is one of those where it's like you have to come in early to kind of go over everything before you go on rounds and stuff like that and that's that's something that you know, for those listening, if you're not interested in coming in extra early, you know, crit care rotation may not be for you because that's something that most likely you'll have to do that to kind of go over, um, like you said, like all the patients before you go on rounds because I'm sure there's quite a bit of patients in there. Yeah, I mean, it's it's something definitely like you'll get faster over time. I just felt like for me, I always sort of wanted I always kind of want to know, like, I, I sort of get lost in the notes where I'm like, you know what, I got to know the full picture to all my patients. But I mean, at the end of the day, like it, they're just so interesting to sort of read and follow up on that. I, I like to get there early and then, yeah. Gotcha. So did you have any codes while you were there? Um, yeah, we actually had a few codes. Um, so my pharmacist or like the pharmacist I was working with, was actually they're very responsive to codes they came in and they were helping um manage medications draw them up like make make recommendations and kind of just being a member of the team so it was really cool to um sort of see like the pharmacist role in that something that was pretty unique experience and i've never really witnessed a code event before so there was probably like around like five or so that i saw and was part of but yeah it was very intense uh very emotional, um, very hard to see. And yeah, it was, it was just a, a, a very intense uh, situation to see. I imagine, man, that's like, that's the, I think the one part about critical care people kind of forget about is because like the patients are using the rooms, you don't really see them. You're just doing your rounds and your workups that 
you know, these are critical care patients. Like they're going through a lot. They have some severe disease states that are going on. And uh, so I'm sure you probably also had to deal with some emotional components too, maybe with like family members and stuff like that. I don't know if you wanted to talk about that if, or if you experienced any of that while you were there. Um, yeah, there's definitely um, very high emotion um, from doctors having to talk to like family members to just even seeing like patients, uh, I guess, sort of deteriorate or um, patients code that don't make it. I mean, there's there was a few days where like my eyes got really heavy, um, just like just hearing like news or um, prognosis about patients. It's definitely very emotionally taxing. Um, but then mm-hmm. flip side of that, um, it's also nice to see, well, you also, let me just put it. So to put it in perspective, you're seeing the most intense of the intense situations in the ICU. So yeah. I guess with COVID going on, you're not seeing the patients that come in for quick nasal cannula for a couple of days and then get better and leave. You're seeing patients that are mechanically ventilated for long periods of time or just patients that are in very critical conditions. So that's something to also think about, but it is very rewarding and nice to see when patients do get better and then downgraded or discharged. But yeah, because yeah. it's so critical, it's just, there is a lot of emotional components behind it. Um, yeah, I would say that is probably the most difficult thing for me in the ICU was just the emotion behind it. And um, it did carry a little bit for some days. And for some days, it was just like, wow, that that was intense or like, you know, like my heart really um, mm-hmm. goes, goes out to some of the patients or, and their families and things that yeah. I've seen or witnessed. But I mean, we're all human, right? Like if you didn't have that experience or you didn't feel that way, that wouldn't be, that would be unnatural. So it's just part mm-hmm. of the work environment and you kind of got to put that into perspective. But I guess for some people um, that may not be the environment for them because there is some intense emotional situations. Yeah. Yeah, that's like the one the one thing that I feel is kind of forgot about crit care is the that emotional component. And if it's not something that um maybe you know during <clears throat> excuse me, maybe during your hippie you could try to, you know, spend some time there and kind of gain a feel for it to see if you can handle it for a rotation because that's that's got to be tough and you never know how ch- like how challenging that might be until you're there I imagine it's one of those you know you're like oh I'm sure that wouldn't be a problem this that but it's like when you go there and you know maybe you have family members crying or um swelling up you might see patients that are close to your age and stuff like that that kind of hits home like wow this could be me you know so I'm sure it's a lot of a lot of emotions that are there so how did you kind of overcome that like what did you do did you kind of take some time away from studying for like crit care and stuff like that during your off days to kind of recuperate yourself? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, so those instances do happen. They're not very common, but they do happen. So I definitely experienced mm-hmm. some of those situations. Um, so I think for me, it was just taking a step back, um, sort of just relaxing, sort of getting uh, my mental acuity back and just realizing that in the bigger picture, these patients are the most critical conditions, um, most serious conditions that you're going to see um, in our patient populations at that hospital. And really just understanding like our role is to give this patient a fighting chance. And um, mm-hmm. we're just like, yeah, so it's, it's, it's really tough because we're there giving them a better chance. Um, 
It's sad. I don't think it's something that you really get used to. Um, you really just, you just got to understand that you're doing the best you can and you're doing the best of your ability to better this patient. Um, I think it would be sort of inhuman to say you sort of get used to it. Um, I do feel like emotions are pretty high in the ICU, but mm -hmm. yeah, I think just for me, just realizing that we're there to help. And at the end of the day, that's, that's our job, you know, like, I don't know. It's, it's, no, I mean, I, I don't know if I can really answer it. It's, yeah. It's, that's a tough question. Yeah. But I'm, I think you did answer it. It's having the right mindset, you there know, not, go. not, not, I guess if you're, I don't want to say if you're the type of person that you blame yourself for things, but you know, if you do a lot of self blaming or something like that, it's not that it's not your fault because you are trying your hardest and your best to help them. And, and even though it's tough if someone coded and someone was lost or whatnot, if a patient unfortunately passed away, you know, maybe you can use it as a learning experience to help you, whether it be in a case presentation or doing a case report on that patient to kind of further knowledge on that disease state or what's going on to kind of to prevent future deaths from whatever occurred with that certain patient. So that's what I kind of got from what your answer was. So I think that that does help because it's a psychological component you know it's mentally how how do you think about this and it's you should think of it in a way like hey we're trying our best we're trying our hardest and we are going to continue to do that to save as many patients as we can unfortunately we may not be able to save all of them but our goal is to eventually get there so we're going to try our hardest till we get there so that's kind of like what i walked away with the answer you gave so i think i think that does answer it bro yeah, yeah. Thank you for that. It's it's just tough because like I was just thinking back to like all I sort of dealt with, so it was very hard for me to make it succinct. But yeah, yeah. I think right on the head. So thank you for that. No, uh, thank you for for sharing because that's you know that's also like that forgotten component of critical care, and that can get kind of uh, that intense part can be kind of left out. I feel so. It's unfortunate that you have to witness that and experience it, but it's also um, fortunate that you were able to kind of see that now. So if you do end up in that profession as a critical care pharmacist, you kind of know how to talk to a patient, um, which I'm sure you already do now, but you know, the proper amount of empathy and just not letting it get to you. Like it's not your fault. So I think that's, it's kind of um, eye opening, I guess you could say. Yeah, exactly. And then that sort of makes your positive outcomes even more rewarding because you feel like you really could, yeah. right? You see, if you see any like negative outcomes or things like you're saying, when you see the flip side of this, it just feels even better because you really see the impact you had in someone's lives. So. That's a great point. That's a great point. I didn't think about that. Yeah, that too. And then um, my thing about critical care is or I think the most challenging thing about critical care is the fluids, the drips, the electrolytes. Is that something you just got better at over time? Or did you find some, some study materials to kind of help you with that? Did your preceptor kind of give you some material to help you? What kind of helped you with, uh, with all that? Yeah, that's a good question because there's so many different drugs, so many different drip rates. Um, so mm -hmm. I think it helped me a lot was so like just in general, like even outside of this, um, I guess like this topic area we're talking about currently 
is topic specific. Yeah. Like taking that time to make a handout for your preceptor on every single thing you researched and then going it over with them and then answering their follow-up questions honestly really helped me learn a lot. So in terms of the fluid and things like that, to be honest, the first week or so, I was afraid to make any recommendations on fluids or rates of things. But then sort of as you do, like we did a lot of topic discussions on like, um, like, ag- like pain, agitation, delirium and things like that. I kind of got used to drip rates on things and then um, infusion rates on everything. So you get more comfortable the more you see it. Like you'll know when something is a high dose, you'll know if something's being given too fast or too slow. Then you kind of become more familiar with like the standard regimens are. That kind of makes sense. Yeah. No, it does. And that's something that I feel a lot of pharmacists have told me is the more you see it, the better you'll be with it. They're like, I know in school you get rushed, you kind of rushed over these topics, you're kind of just studying for a quiz or a test, but don't feel bad or down if you're not understanding it. Just try to keep looking at it. You know, when you leave, kind of keep going over stuff, create topic discussions and stuff like that to, to help you get more familiar with these drugs and these disease states to be better off whenever you are, um, in your case, going on rounds. For me, it was just, uh, we would have topic discussions as well. I forgot to mention that, but I wasn't necessarily preparing them. I did prepare one, but usually either the pharmacist or the residents would prepare it and they would kind of like quiz you during it, but it's not for a grade. It's just to kind of assess your knowledge um, and stuff like that. So it was more of an interactive topic discussion rather than someone just kind of reading it to you, which was also very beneficial for my personal learning. Yeah, exactly. It was like very like informal, more just for your learning. And I know we talked off yeah. there. So, uh, you actually taught some pharmacists something. So it's really just a great learning opportunity. For yeah. yeah, yeah. And sometimes, and yeah, that's something that that a topic discussion can be beneficial for because, you know, with these pharmacists that are working, sometimes they're super busy. They're not able to catch up on any new literature or maybe it's a new founding about a drug that's not necessarily in an article, but some, some new things that are out and you're able to teach them something new that they could apply to practice going forward, which just also feels awesome. And I think another thing is that that's awesome about, um, you, you said you're at a, a Popka for quick care. Yeah, I was at a Popka. Okay. So I have a health of Popka. And what's awesome is that your preceptor, even though it was, like you said, she was challenging, but because it was such a challenging rotation, one, not only did you learn a lot, but, you also probably have a lot of stuff that you could put on your CV um, and also you could use for residency interviews if that's something you're interested in. So I think that's, that's super awesome that, that that happened for you. Yeah, so like it was a challenging rotation, but the preceptor was an amazing person. The way she taught was amazing. So yeah, it's just a very beneficial rotation. I, the amount I grew, I, I grew from being like really hesitant and scared first week, to be honest with you, <laughs> being confident yeah. and more fluid the sixth week. So great rotation yeah. if you want to learn. Um, I sort of went into these APPE rotations wanting to do crit care because I had a great experience on my hospital rotation in the summer second year. So this just further solidifies that point for me. And I really, really love crit care. So that's where I'm at right now. Gotcha. Gotcha. That's awesome, man. I'm super happy for you. I'm glad that uh, we both had, even though it was my second one, but in your first, but we both had some awesome past rotations uh, compared to, you know, <laughs> some colleagues of ours that haven't really enjoyed theirs. 
but it's great to hear that we had some some good ones and then talking now i actually just remembered a couple other things about my site so um once again advent health ambulatory care or advent health celebration sorry am care a couple things that kind of went out of my way to kind of do um with one of the pharmacists there was something called teach back tuesday so that's kind of where i got that teach back tuesday idea from kind of just went over the administration of certain meds because you know in school we're taught all these things but in the amcare clinic you're gonna have to show these patients how to take all these different inhalers um the different diabetes medications insulins and, and whatnot so actually having it in front of me and being able to use it and show them how to use it and see the complications that patients have had with some of these meds and to see why they came out with newer formulations or different um devices for these medication it's like ah this makes sense <laughs> and it's like i see why certain patients complain about this because of the challenge the challenges they could face with dealing with certain um medication administration so that was also something that was kind of unique to that site so they had like teach back tuesdays and we would just kind of pull out one medication kind of go over it um the uh side effects the how to administer it what's the difference between this one and other medications of its class, et cetera, et cetera. So that was something that was a lot of fun um, to do. And it was just a stress-free, fun environment. And then something else, uh, and that kind of led to the idea that, that I came up with, with like the Test Your Knowledge Thursdays. So I kind of took that and thought about that. I was like, oh, that's a great idea. And that kind of spun me to think about Test Your Knowledge Thursdays. So super thankful I had that rotation. I know we've got some awesome feedback about uh, our weekly quizzes we've been posting now on the on the, on Instagram. So super thankful I was able to spend some time there and that kind of sparked my idea to do that. So I definitely want to give them a shout out um, Advent Health Celebration for Amcare Clinic, definitely for helping me come up with that. And then another thing which I thought was very, very important was my preceptor. I don't know if, if you had this, Sean, but my preceptor would once a week just meet with me. So we would just meet and she would just see like, how's my stress level? How is interacting with patients? Like she would literally go in depth about everything just to make sure that I'm making the most of my experience here and they're doing the most that they can to help me. And I think that's very valuable because that was the first time I've ever experienced that with any preceptor. And that was something that was different. And I think that kind of shows the character and quality of people that they have there, not to tarnish anybody, any of my other preceptors, but just to show the type of class and the quality of preceptor that um, that was present at Advent Health Celebration. So that was something else that I thought was super unique and super special that I absolutely loved. So we could, you know, through those conversations, I was just like, oh, I would love to do a topic discussion on this, or I would love to learn more about these topics. And they would kind of set that up for me. And um, one of the things was, like I said, like, I know I wasn't involved in diabetes, but I brought that up. In one of those weekly conversations and uh, my preceptor was fortunate and able to kind of set that up for me to spend some time um on in the diabetes clinic so that was that was something that was super awesome too so i i guess we're good we were good to have uh super awesome preceptors both of us super yeah, lucky it's great we both had a good experience but yeah so i think what you're kind of saying is like what i've kind of noticed too is good preceptors I guess there's like no like certain methodology that they do, but they find a way to yeah. sort of be a good preceptor. You know, like they all do things differently, mm -hmm. but they all have these traits and the way they go about things and the method that they use to be a good preceptor. Exactly. 
didn't really have those weekly check-ins like you were saying, but what I, what I had was, um, so during the week, I would either ask a lot of questions, but I would also be asked a lot of follow-up questions. So I would be, so I would be keeping track of the questions that um, were asked or that I asked, and then I would get back every single Friday and we would have a meeting and we would discuss basically what, my, what I found. And that really helped me attain, um, retain things that we went over that I didn't know. So that's something that I really enjoyed. But we did have really good um, like midpoint evaluation and then my final evaluation. Yeah. Just checking the boxes and just being like, all right, here's your grade. Um, she really took the time to sit down with me and every single bullet point, she was giving me honest feedback that I really appreciated. So, yeah. 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 Feedback is, is always appreciative and it's just like, Oh, you're doing a good job, but it's like, all right, but what could I do better? You know, what am I kind of lacking in? Um, what disease states did you feel I wasn't at, at a very sufficient level and stuff like that? Cause, um, like you said, they have so much experience in different methodologies, but they still, they know how to teach and they know what is lacking in students because they have had experiences with students. So just using their past knowledge and kind of using that and applying that to me to kind of see where am I lacking, how to improve, and um, what are some recommendations going forward? Because I just, I look at each rotation as a way to build myself. So Definitely the first one I felt build my confidence and my independence being at Publix um, as my first rotation. So I was super lucky to do that. And then I think being at the Advent Health Celebration and Care Clinic, I was able to continue to build on that and then improve on my interaction with patients and improve on using patient-friendly words and terminology learn and improve on my administration. You know, at Publix, I'm telling them like, hey, yeah, go ahead, take dulagotide. But like, how do you actually administer it? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's just like dispensing these meds, but not being able to actually tell them how to administer it because I've actually never personally got to do it. So I think that just makes you a much better pharmacist when you actually have to like sit down and personally demonstrate to someone how to do it. Or if you had, I think we have like a, I forgot what it's called, but it's like a little fake pouch that you, that's supposed to be your stomach and you have to inject it. So you're able to do like the full thing using that. Uh, I know what you got. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. So we have one of those, so we could use that to demonstrate. And then same thing with like, um, inhalers, even a spacer, like I never saw a spacer before. So one of the days for the teach back Tuesdays, uh, um, one of the pharmacists brought in a spacer for me to be able to see how to utilize it and how to use it and what's the importance of the spacer and stuff like that. So it's like, just, I learned a lot. It was a lot of fun. It was honestly a lot more fun than I thought. So. It was, no, a, like it was an overall great experience. Because it doesn't matter if the patient's on the best regimen for them, if they don't know how to use it or they're using it. Exactly. Yeah, that's really important. Exactly. Exactly. And I don't know if you've seen that clip, but there was a clip of Dr. House, like that TV show. Um, is it Hugh Lowry? Is that his name? Yeah, oh, I know what you're talking yeah. about. I know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about? Like, and he's yeah. like, talk to a patient. And the patient's like, the medication doesn't work. And it's like, well, how do you use it? And I think the patient was like, yeah, I spray it twice a day. And I don't know if it was albuterol. I don't remember what the medication was. But yeah, yeah, they yeah, yeah, literally albuterol. took it out and just sprayed it on their neck like it was perfume. And then it was just like, I don't understand how it's supposed to help my lungs. And he was just like, all right, well, I, I think I know what the problem is. <laughs> you know, it's just like, and sometimes we take things for granted and we think, that it's super obvious, but it's, we've been studying this 
So of course it's obvious to us what they should do, but it may not be that obvious to the patient, especially if it's a new medication. And sometimes, you know, it, it kind of, it would get kind of sad at times when you had to deal with like maybe a, a discharge patient that had a disease stay in it. It's like, you know, I've been healthy my whole life and, you know, they kind of get depressed because this is the first time they ever really been sick, you know, and sometimes because of that, and then at discharge, if you try to give them counseling tips and administration tips and whatnot, they may not be really tuned in. You know, you got to remember there are also people too. There's also a psychological component to all of this. So sometimes maybe discharge isn't even the best time to really educate them. It might be the day after or the next couple of days, you know, we try to meet with them again. And that was like that transition to care thing that we, we would have. They would already be discharged and then they would come back maybe within a week or within two weeks. And we kind of discuss with them to see how it's going, you know. And I think it's very important to see how they're doing mentally. Are they taking it correctly? Are they taking, do they stop their medications at home? Is there any confusion with that? Because a lot of stuff is going on, a lot of moving parts, a lot of different things. And so that's something that um, I never really took into account. And I definitely learned that on my AMCARE rotation. All right. Uh, do you have anything else to add? I think that was a, a good episode, a good summary of everything we got. Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, I think that was a good summary. Um, nothing but thank you to, to all of our preceptors, mine and also Sean to yours. Um, it seems like they, they did a great job. So keep up the great work. And hopefully they enjoy the following students that they have after us. Yeah. Um, yeah. And thank you to everyone who's a preceptor. I mean, I can speak for all students. Yeah. We really appreciate all the time and effort you guys put into um, having us and teaching us. It's greatly appreciated. Definitely. Definitely. So super glad we have some awesome preceptors and hopefully we have more good news going forward with our next rotations. Um, right now I'm doing gen med. Sean, what are, what are you up to? Um, I have general uh, hospital practice right now. Yeah, hospital practice. So hospital practice and gen med, that would be our next uh, rotation recap. If you have like any more questions or comments, feel free to um, message us. You can find us on Facebook. I'm on LinkedIn. Sean doesn't have LinkedIn, but that's okay. That's not a problem. Um, you can find us on Facebook. You can also just um, follow us and like, and um, follow us on Instagram with Capital Production. Just search for us. You can follow us on Instagram. There's a link tree link on there. And within there, you can go ahead and find episodes to the podcast. You can also find our personal Instagrams and Facebooks and LinkedIn's if you ever want to contact me or Sean or even Jeff or Brandon. And we didn't even announce this, but we got two new members of the podcast. So big, big thank you and shout out to Rachel and Alvin to joining the team, the Capital Production team. We're super excited to have them. And uh, they're going to help us out a lot with some of the work we're trying to create and do for everybody. So super thankful that we could get them because if you couldn't tell based off what we were talking about with rotations, it can get super busy and challenging at times. So we're super thankful to have the extra hands and extra help with them. And you can also find their Instagrams on there. So if you, anybody needs to contact us, just find us on Instagram, Capital Production, same thing on Facebook. Uh, we also have a Facebook page. So you can find us on there. The link tree is also on our Facebook page. And um, yeah, so like us on Facebook. Uh, share any of our content if you want. Please feel free to do that and follow us on IG, Castle Production.